Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. How miraculous and wondrous, hauling water and carrying firewood. This is one translation of the closing lines of a poem composed by a Chinese lay Buddhist. Whether we're a monastic or not, our Zen practice of bringing meditation into daily activities is sometimes referred to as chop wood, carry water. Putting it that way, Zen practice can sound like a quaint echo from simpler times, getting back to the land, or some such ideation. But if you have ever had to depend on feeding logs into a wood stove to keep warm, or on fetching water for all household purposes, you know that chop wood, carry water, really refers to a goodly amount of plain hard work. Around the year 785, the sincere Chinese Buddhist householder Layman Pang and his family were staying near the monastery of Chan Master Shito Shichen to practice with that venerable ancestor in our Tsaodong Chan or silent illumination lineage. When Pang, feeling adept in his study of the teaching, posed Master Shito what Pang felt was a profound Dharma question, the master gently reached out and put his hand over the good man's mouth. This will have been the gestural way of suggesting Pong stop theorizing about it and get on with doing his actual spiritual work. Presumably, Pong then thanked Master Shito for this teaching and went about doing his daily work and practice, 
either at home or while joining the monks in their jobs around the monastery. Then, some time later, when he saw Master Shito, and the master asked Pang how he was doing, Pang responded by reciting his poem, ending with, How miraculous and wondrous, hauling water and carrying firewood. A reference to seeking enlightenment within the circumstances of ordinary life, to finding the joy in doing his spiritual work. Layman Pong's now famous poem has been much explained, debated, and discussed over the centuries. So now, as we enter the season of summer projects and a return to activity, for one who does Zen practice, what does chop wood carry water mean today? As Reverend Master Mado puts it, I love work. As she says, there is a directness about doing what needs to be done, not resisting, not begrudging, just being willing to get to it. Are you willing to do the work involved in working on yourself? then Zen may be the practice for you. Many of us live where daily chores have been made easy. Easy, but complicated. Electricity. Plumbing. Solar or gas energy. Modes of transport telecommunications, artificial intelligence are all in place to make our lives easy, in quotes. These amazing systems and tools and technologies have the Buddha nature, are a part of the universe of things, and can also offer us the teaching of the inanimate. And we are the ones who have almost forgotten what it is to perform even the simplest of tasks to sustain life. Chop wood, carry water, originated back in the day when chopping wood and carrying water meant doing the ordinary hard work of daily living. In a time when the day was filled with such tasks for most people. When, if you didn't, do these things, or your fair share of them, you could perish, and so could your family. Now we live surrounded by devices that perform our chores for us. These mechanical helpers pulverize and heat our food, clean our dishes, wash our clothes, light up the night, tidy the house and perform a host of other services, and we barely notice. Perhaps we even get upset at having to stop and change a tire on the car, say. 
on the intrepid vehicle which has carried us tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of miles, with virtually no exertion of strength on our part. There is no inherent harm in these automated offerings. In fact, they are quite wondrous when you stop to think about all that they make possible. Though we have mostly long since lost or forgotten the strength and skills and patience needed to live day to day without them. Yes, life used to be a lot simpler and a lot harder. Hauling water and carrying firewood. Such work is work. Splitting mountains of firewood with an axe. Portaging heavy buckets with a yoke. How can we not be grateful for the time and effort saved by not doing everything by hand. But what else have we lost or forgotten along with all the basic tasks we no longer perform? Not only the workload itself, but also often the wholehearted state of mind with which to persevere at such activities, simple activities, which take our active willingness to do what needs to be done, despite the mundane, repetitive, taxing nature of the doing. In first approaching spiritual work, the promised fruits of Buddhist practice may be what attract, as we see these in others. Results like peace of heart, kindness, generosity of spirit. Or maybe some glittering aspect of the Dharma draws me closer, prompts me to pick up the practice for myself, in hopes of attaining enlightenment, perhaps. If I persevere in my meditation, and sincerely try to keep the precepts, at some point, right here within my ordinary daily living, I will come face to face with the arising of self-centeredness or the truth of the world as it is. This may be hard to bear. This is where I encounter what is difficult about spiritual work when I may begin to work up a sweat, as it were. The path is varied. It isn't all hard slogging. But there are times when it can get rough, and then, what do you do? Do not doubt that you can keep going, that you can persevere brightly. This is the point in training where I can begin to really chop the wood 
that makes the inner fires burn, to really carry the water that will prime the pump that runs the flowing of the waters of compassion. Whenever the koan arises, as it does naturally in daily life, I can roll up my sleeves and get down to business for as long as it takes. And I can ask for help, and I can accept help when others offer to pitch in. I'm not in it alone. Then, at the end of each day of practice, if I'm tired, it's a good tired. And I know in my bones that I'm doing the work. Then, without expectations of results, the wholehearted work itself becomes miraculous and wondrous. And it is good to offer what needs to be done from the mind that says yes for the benefit of all beings. For the fruits of my labor do offer countless benefits for all things, animate and inanimate, throughout the universe, including myself. Then, at the end of this life, I will know that I have done the best I could with the time I've had. So when the going gets tough, remembering chop wood, carry water may be of help in our spiritual work. It may point us all toward compassion for ourselves and others as we take on inner work which requires simple, repeated, willing persistence. Maybe the mind of chop wood carry water can inspire us to let go of our reliance on instant ease and to put our back into it as we do our training. Carrying on through the hard parts in spiritual work is the practice of compassion itself. Throughout the turning of the seasons, this way of hauling water and carrying firewood becomes the very expression of bright willingness and joy.
Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.